Welcome to the God Focused Podcast, and today we are discussing the birth of Christ Jesus. We have on the line today Miss Yolanda, Kevin, MJ, and myself, and perhaps some guest voices. We'll see what happens here. We're going to have a fun uh, discussion on Matthew. We're going to start in Matthew chapter 1, and... Verse 1, this is the family history of Jesus Christ. And it, you can read it for yourself, but it goes through this long list of lineage and jumping ahead to Matthew 1, verse 17. So there were 14 generations from Abraham to David, and then there were 14 generations from David until the people were taken to Babylon, and there were 14 generations from the time when the people were taken to Babylon until Christ was born. I, first of all, I find that fascinating. Um, you know, 14, 14, 14, it's just, it's interesting to me. Um, so then we get into the actual birth of Jesus. Um, verse 18, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was engaged to marry Joseph, but before they married, she learned that she was pregnant by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because Mary's husband, Joseph, was a good man, he did not want to disgrace her in public, so he planned to divorce her secretly. While Joseph thought about these things, an angel of the Lord came to him in a dream. And the angel said, Joseph, descendant of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because the baby is her in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22, all this happened to bring about what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will be pregnant. She will have a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Verse 24, when Joseph woke up, he did what the Lord angel the Lord's angel had told him to do. Joseph took Mary as his wife, but he did not have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to the son. And Joseph named him Jesus. Okay, that's chapter one. And I'm going to stop there because um, let's each um, talk about that if we'd like. Um, so we'll start with Yolanda. If you have any thoughts, insights, anything that hit your heart while we read through that passage. Um, or anything you want to even like back into the, what, that I didn't read through that lineage because that is, that could be a conversation in and of itself. It's just a lot of names to read. Yolanda, any thoughts? Um, I I liked uh, that God puts numbers. It's like there are sometimes there are numbers that are important. Um, and in this case, it was like fourteen generations between everything. Um, which I, which I find really fascinating. Um, Jehoshaphat, I think, if it's the same Jehoshaphat, like he was a history person and he wrote some accounts. Um, it might not be the same Jehoshaphat, but I just remember that there was uh, like almost like, you know, history books. He put a lot into history about about Jesus and the accounts of like his miracles and things like that. I really like Matthew. I like I like reading about the uh, genealogy and um, how how he how Jesus came to be. 
Yeah, it's fascinating to follow that, the lineage. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Kev, any thoughts, insights? Well, um, so Matthew, the guy that wrote this, you know, he was a disciple of Christ. Um, and the, the, what we're talking about here is uh, it's what they call the one of the Gospels, um, you know, the one of the stories of that explains who Jesus was and what he did and how he did it. Um, so we have insights um, through the Gospels about Jesus Christ and uh, and everything that is in these Gospels is intentional. I mean, there's no extra fluffy stuff. And uh, the lineage, you know, that, that, you know, we were just talking about, uh, you know, it, that's not accidentally put there. And do I do I really understand all the reasonings why? No, um, but I do understand a couple of things about this is that you know there there were prophecies of christ and you know that he was in fact the messiah well there had to be some you know one of the prophecies was that he had to be from the lineage of david you know and so that's one of the reasons they they illustrate this you know another is that he needed to be from abraham and so they you know that's how they you know like you said the 14s and 14s um you know, that shows this linkage um, tied back to Old Testament prophecy. So someone that would have been hearing the good news of the gospel, you know, someone that would have been hearing about Jesus Christ through what was written here with Matthew, the very first thing, they would most likely be Jewish. Um, that's another thing is, is that the, I think Matthew was written primarily for a Jewish audience. And so they wrote that for the benefit of someone that that probably you know some jewish heritage and knowledge um so they would recognize immediately hey this this is legit you know this is there's a these are good points here you know that are showing that that you know that we're fulfilling old testament you know prophecies uh jewish prophecies that so and then another interesting thing about it is uh the what I would personally, I've always thought this was interesting is that when you look through the lineage, there's some really neat characters in the, um, in the storyline here, um, like Tamar, uh, Tamar's a woman, right? And, and that in itself is unique, uh, but in highlighted, right? You know, typically, you know, when you look at these gene genealogies, it's men. Um, so the fact that it's a woman that's highlighted is um, it really draws your eye to it. And, uh, in the story of Tamar is that, so, uh, it says Judah, the father of Perez and, and Zariah, uh, whose mother was Tamar, right? So, uh, what happened was Judah had other sons and Judah's, um, uh, uh, the son of Jacob, right? So Jacob, and then, and then he has a son Judah and then Judah has, uh, some kids. Well, his old, I think it's his oldest son, uh, married Tamar. And then, um, so Tamar, uh, you know, is, is married in the family and then the oldest son dies. And when that happens in Jewish culture, then what's supposed to happen is that, that instead of having this, this widowed woman out on her own and in the cold and uncared for and alone 
right? Because that was a big part of being married was was for you know uh, survival. It was a, a big a big part of 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 this was you know this this whole family dynamic is built around this idea that that you know the family is stronger together and such. So when when the husband's dying, the woman's kind of left you know out on the on the cold. So the culture is that well if there's a brother then the brother would marry the the widow so which in modern times you know people it's kind of weird for people but back in the day that was kind of a thing that they did so she marries the second son of uh judah and then that dude dies and so now she's she's went through two brothers and there's a third brother <laughs> yeah, but uh, i think uh as i recall i think uh judah was like uh you know let's just stop this <laughs> <laughs> so, so so um so then what happens is tamar is she's like well geez uh so she dresses up as a prostitute uh and stands on the side of the road waits waits for judah to come by propositions the dude dude's like yeah sure you know let's go at it and so um she's like well what are you going to promise me and uh, and he says uh she says well he says, he says, I'll give you a goat. <laughs> and uh, and uh, she's like, well, how, you don't have the goat with you. So how do I know you're not going to renege on this? And so he says, well, here, here's my ring. He says, I'll give you my ring. And then, I'll, and then we can bring the goat tomorrow. And then you can give me the ring back. She's like, oh, okay, sure. You know, so, you know, and so I guess she's hidden. So she can't, you know, he doesn't recognize that it's, this is his, you know, former daughter-in-law. Right. So. So they, you know, they, uh, they have sex and then she becomes pregnant with, with Judah's son. So she's, you know, she's had, she was a husband, she's the wife of two of the sons. And now she's uh, had this relationship now with, with the father and then she's pregnant with his kid. Right. So long story, you know, that's a, it's kind of a bizarre story, but it's, it's, it's interesting that that's in the lineage. You know, uh, and then not only is it in the lineage, it's it's not hidden. It's it's put front and center. Uh, and uh, so, you know, what you know, there's a lot of different things you can take away from that whole story. <laughs> Lots of different things you can go with. But the um, I think that what I personally get out of that story is that, um, you know, it's OK it's okay that we're less than perfect. It's okay that things are um, flawed and it's okay that we, uh, you know, we, we make mistakes and we do things that are immoral um, because in the eyes of God, even that can be redeemed. Uh, and that's, that's really what um, I think a lot of, a lot of that part of the lineage tells me is, is that even, even something that is, you know, so kind of odd and, and backwards, uh, it, it, it can still be redeemed and used, um, to glorify God. And, uh, and there's another one, uh, there's another woman in the lineage, which is, um, uh, look here, it was Rahab, I believe, right? Um, I think she was in here somewhere too. Uh, okay, good. Thank you. So, so Rahab, Rahab's another one. So Rahab was um, uh, a prostitute, and um, she helped 
um, the Jews uh, overtake Jericho, the city of Jericho. Uh, she hid the she hid the um, spies um, because um, basically the, the the Jericho people figured out that the you know the spies were in the city and they were going to kill them and and uh, do all kinds of things to them and she hit them and and basically as a as a barter she says hey. I know that I know your God is powerful and I know that you're going to take over the city. She's like, all I ask is that I'll hide you. And if you spare me and my family and they did. And so now sure enough, she shows up in the, in the lineage too, you know, uh, as a prostitute that was not even Jewish. Right. So um, again, it, it goes to, it, it speaks to, how can God use each of us? Um, it doesn't matter if we come from the right background. It doesn't matter if we, uh, you know, have a certain way of, um, you know, kind of uh, showing a, a certain level of heritage. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter who we are. God can use us, each and every one of us. So that's my that's my ad for. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Well, Go ahead, MJ. Well, you know, that's what I pulled out of this too. Is uh, it, it's it's so interesting. You know, it so many prophecies talked about it had to come through the through the line of Judah, the the line of Abraham. You know, the the line of of David. You know, it, it the Messiah was going to come from that lineage, and and next week we'll talk about the book of Luke and we'll talk about how Luke takes it through the lineage of Mary where Matthew's going through Joseph you know Luke's going to talk about how, how it went through Mary and I just look at the fact that you know like Kevin was saying there's so many people in that list I mean there was even some uh, I can't remember what the king's name was um, uh, in there, but there's a, one of the king's names in there that, that is really a, an evil king. I mean, he was a nasty one, but yet he was still in the lineage of uh, Joseph's great, 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 you know, grandpa. And and here's a guy who doesn't bloodline. It, it's not a bloodline that Joseph had anything to do with Mary being pregnant. You know, it was the Holy Ghost that, um, you know, it was God himself that put that baby into Mary. And yet at the end of the day, look what Joseph had to go through to be strong enough to just believe that, you know, the, the word of God came to him in a dream saying, don't worry about your, quote, what we would call today, your fiance. Uh, don't worry about it. it. Is This is, she is walking with the child of God. She is walking with the Messiah in her belly and how he would just uh, back away from the things he could have done. See, back in those days, and it was interesting was Kevin was saying, the right thing to do was, you know, uh, if, you're, um, if uh, your husband died, then yes, usually somebody within the family took on that responsibility. In fact, Ruth is in there too. Boaz and Ruth are in that lineage. Um, which is another great story. But it, it's interesting that here's Joseph, who was not talked about hardly at all in the Bible to the extent he should be, because look what this guy had to do. 
he had to say, I believe that that my fiance, you know, wife to be, is carrying the Messiah, is carrying this baby of God in her. And he goes from, he could have ordered the fact that Mary could have gotten stoned to death. You, you guys realize this? That Mary, back in those days, if she was with child and it was for sure not Joseph's, he could say, well, then let's just stone this girl. You know, let's just kill this woman because he would have every right to say that. And everybody in that town, small town of Nazareth, would have supported it. And they would have killed Mary. And look what happened through that. You know, if that actually happened, you know, there, God's got to do it a different way now. But no, he, Joseph, is so strong that he goes, okay, I believe this is, you know, God's been speaking to me. This this child is anointed. I cannot have my to-be wife go through all this. And he quietly does not di divorce her. He quietly just says, okay, let's just get on with this. I'll take... I'll be the father of this child. Even though I know I'm not the father, I'm going to be the Gosh, the strength it takes to do that. And I just look at him with such awe, Joseph. I just look at him and I go, what a strong dude to just go, I'm going to do the right thing here. Um, I just, I have such admiration for, for Joseph in this story that I just, I go, gosh, I don't know. Would I do that? Would I... I know I'm right. I can have this girl stoned because she did the wrong thing. In my mind, she did the wrong thing, but we all know that is that's the Messiah there. That's the baby that we all been waiting for. And gosh, he did the right thing. And now today we're talking about him and I can't wait to meet him someday. So <laughs> that's my take on this story. Yeah, just, that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah, so the lineage that we didn't read, that we just we just kind of uh, talked through it <laughs> in a beautiful way. I love it. Mm -hmm. So for those of you that want to read the actual lineage, it's verse uh, Matthew one verse two through sixteen. It goes through all those different people. Um, so thank you all for sharing. That was amazing, as always. And um, yeah, and I'll just piggy off of what MJ said. Um, you know, he had a dream. Like, God <laughs> shows up in his dream. Mm -hmm. You know, he's about ready to divorce his wife. You know, he's got all these plans in his mind. Like, you know, let's just get through this. And I'm going to, you know, it says, at least in this version, what version am I reading? This is the Everyday Bible. In this version, it says, um, um, Matthew 1, verse 19, he planned to divorce her secretly. I mean, that's a big deal. And then to have a dream and then, like, to recognize that that was God talking to him and he he makes this massive decision. I mean, think about if that would have happened to you. Like, if you would have, you know, been wrestling with these major decisions in life, like major stuff, and, and then you get this dream saying, no, hold on a minute, <laughs> mm -hmm. and then tells you this crazy story um that you know like who who does this happen to like this you know it, it's and he, and for him to actually know that was god that was god's angels talking to him and giving him instructions i mean that's um 
that's just a beautiful place for all of us to be able to live from and to know how, you know, he had obviously a relationship, a deep relationship with God to know that, all right, I just, you know, I just heard from God and, and he had that reverence and respect enough to actually listen. Like that's a major, major, major thing. That's, that's a massive thing. Yeah. So it could have been, you know, to, and I'm just, you know, goofing here, but it could have been like, uh, you know, there was a, a lady named Carol, you know, that, that had all this happen to her and, and then her, her husband, Bob or fiance, Bob, and they, they did it wrong way. And so, you know, so they had to kind of boot that whole process down the line and restart and ended up being Mary and Joseph. And, uh, you know, so, you know, I, I, I'm kind of being a little silly here, but the point is, is that it took acts of faith. That's what you guys were saying, yeah. you know, and, and that's why they're, that's why they're, canonized in the, in this gospel story it's it's because they they you know they they took the initiative uh, of showing faith um, and living it out um not you know you know not not second guessing what what was what was shown to them and uh you know and we all get that chance we all get that chance to do the same thing yeah is we're, we're not necessarily in that exact scenario but god speaks to us each um, every day, um, there are things that he puts in our lives that he asks us to trust. He asks us to, to move towards and, uh, you know, and it, it really is, that story is just as alive and fresh, you know, today as it was all those years ago, because we have to show that same faith that they showed, uh, maybe not as elaborate and maybe not as dramatic, but, um, but it's still there. Well, and, and it's, you know, and, and we shine the spotlight on Jesus's birth, but when you look back at that lineage, every single one of those families had a story of overcoming, of, you know, they all had choices to make along the way to get to this point. So it, it's, you know, it's just a, a really great illustration of, you know, everyone matters, you know, what they, what we do and don't do and believe and don't believe and act on or not act on, um, God's going to find someone to use. <laughs> mm -hmm. My, you know, 14 generations go by, another 14 generations, you know, he'll find someone. He'll right. find someone. So. Right. And, awesome. ha and having other people prophesize about that too. You know, here's Isaiah prophesizing about it, you know, and, and Jeremiah, you know, prophesizing about it. It's just so interesting to have those guys so tuned in to God, because you know that's not the first. It that, that was the first time that God spoke to Joseph. But just think, years, a year or two later, when Jesus is maybe right around one or two, he gets another dream and says, "You better move that kid to Egypt, or Herod's gonna send down a bunch of uh, nasty guys and take out all these kids in Bethlehem." And sure enough, Joseph gets up after a dream and says we're going <laughs> come on mary let's get this kid and go and it's all because he was spoke to once again in a dream and he's that tuned in yeah if we skip ahead here to matthew 2 um there's quite a few dreams in here of you know if, if people had um not just listen to that call. You want me to, should I read through chapter two real quick or sure. a good place no. to? Yeah. 
All right, so Matthew, Matthew 2, so we've got wise men come to visit Jesus. Jesus was born in the town of Bethlehem in Judea during the time when Herod was king. When Jesus was born, some wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. They asked, where is the baby who was born to the king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Like, I, who, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Did they follow stars back then? Like, was that a normal mm-hmm. thing? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, verse 3, when King Herod heard this, he was troubled as well as the people in Jerusalem. Herod called a meeting of all the leading priests and teachers of the law and asked them where the Christ would be born. They answered, in the town of Bethlehem in Judea. The prophet wrote about this in the scriptures. Verse 6, So, um, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are important among the tribes of Judah. A ruler will come from you and will be like a shepherd for my people of Israel. That was from Micah 3.2. That was, that was implanted here in Matthew from Micah. Mm-hmm. That was the prophecy. So this was, this was prophesied. Then verse 7, Herod had a secret meeting with the wise men and learned from the um, exact time that they saw that star, he sent the wise men to Bethlehem saying, look carefully for the child. When you find him, come tell me so I can worship him too. And then after the wise men heard the king, they left. The star that had that they had seen in the east went before them until it stopped above the place where the child was. So the star is like guiding them, like <laughs> um, just fascinating. When the wise men saw the star, they were filled with joy. I don't know. Do you get filled with joy when you see a star? I don't know. I just <laughs> Ben Affleck. I'm just yeah, playing here. Sure. They they. In verse 11, they came to the house where the child was born, where where the child was, and saw him with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their gifts, gave him treasures of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but God warned the wise men in a dream not to go back to Herod, and so they returned to their own country by a different way. So again, there's that dream again. They're so tuned in, you know, because they got to go back to Herod and report. That's a massive thing. For them not to do that, that's a massive, <laughs> massive right. decision that they are making for themselves. True wise men. <laughs> they, yeah. They know he's they know he's full of it. Yeah. And and Kevin Yolanda, if you want to jump in anytime, just jump right in. because um, then verse thirteen, Jesus' parents take him to Egypt. After they left, an angel of the Lord came to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up! Exclamation mark. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Because Herod is starting to look for the child so we can kill him. Stay in Egypt until I tell you to return. Okay, now that's like a very clear conversation, relationship. I'm like, God's saying, I, you know, I'm in a dream talking to you, do this, massive thing. And I'm going to come back to you later and tell you some more and what to do next. I mean, like, it, it's very explicit here. <laughs> Like they, he is so in tune to God um, that uh, you know he's taking all these massive actions. So Joseph got up and left for Egypt during the night when the child and his mother, uh, with the child and mother, and Joseph stayed in Egypt until Herod died. This happened to be about what the Lord had said um, through the prophet. I called my son out of Egypt. Um, and I know there's more in here with dreams and whatnot. Any thoughts from anybody um, on those verses that I just went through? 
you want me to keep reading through because I know there's more dreams coming in here. But the, just the whole topic of, my gosh, these are big <laughs> decisions these people had to make. Life and death um, decisions. And, you know, they're following stars. They're hearing, you know, God talking them in dreams. Like, if that happened in today's time, are we alert enough to, are we, have we trained ourselves enough to hear God talking? And then not only hear, but then act on it. And not only act, act quickly. <laughs> you notice how they say wise men came to see Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. They never say three wise men, but yet we all depict that there's three wise men. It could have been four wise men. It could have been seven wise men. It could have been two. Could have been 14. Could have been 14. Oh. <laughs> but they brought three gifts, the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh. So that now, for some reason, <laughs> we think there was three wise men. There could have been more. It says wise men. It doesn't say how many. That That's just my little rant on that and where's the drummer boy and all this yeah. Stuff? <laughs> yeah where is that dude yeah yeah oh god a talking camel or Oli the donkey right <laughs> yeah. yeah so if, let's see just to finish up chapter two here All right, so verse 16, Herod kills the baby boys. I mean, like, this is massive stuff going on here. When Herod saw that the wise men had tricked him, he was furious. So he gave an order to kill all the baby boys in Bethlehem and in the surrounding areas, anyone two years old or younger. This was in keeping with the time he learned from the wise men. So what God had said through the prophet, Jeremiah, came true. This is from Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah. Ramah? of painful crying and deep sadness. Rachel crying for her children, she refused to be comforted because her children are dead. That was from Jeremiah 31, 15. So more prophe- there's prophecies, there's dreams. I mean, it's just massive um, leading up to this. Joseph and Mary return, verse 19. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord spoke to Joseph in a dream. While he was in Egypt, the angel said, Get up! There's another exclamation mark. Take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel because the people who were trying to kill the child are now dead. So Joseph took the child and his mother and went to Israel, but he heard that Archelaus was now the king of Judah since his father Herod had died, so Joseph was afraid to go there. After being warned in a dream, another dream, he went to the area of Galilee to a town called Nazareth and lived there. And so what God had said through the prophets came true once again. He will be called a Nazarene. So all the prophecies, all the dreams, all the decisions that needed to be made, um, it's just amazing. It's just, you know, it's, and and that's what's happening in the, you know, in our lives right now. Every choice, every decision makes a difference. But yet God will work it out. He'll figure out a way to make things happen, even if he's got to send his son to earth in a manger filled with animals and straw and evil kings and wise men that are wise enough to disobey and, um, you know, all these things. Um, um, It's just pretty miraculous. Yolanda, do you want to... add anything as we let's close this out Yolanda any closing comments um I I I just 
I just love reading the word. I love uh, all learning about all the different people. Like like Kevin has said, you know, um, God loves everyone, and it doesn't matter like Kevin said what you have done. Um, but what does matter is our heart, um, and uh, just like like Rahab, she knew how powerful God was. And, and because of that, she was spared. And Ruth, Ruth was a Moabite, um, which wasn't, wasn't even a, a, a Jew, but yet she was part of the lineage because of her, um, her faith, basically, because she, she believed that um, Naomi, uh, she believed in Naomi's God. She said, your God will be my God. You know, she, she wouldn't leave Naomi's side. And that, I mean, just the character of some of the people. Um, it's just pretty powerful, really, when you think of it. Right. Awesome. Yeah, and, and the wise men were Gentiles also. And yet they're watching prophecy so closely. They knew when he was going to be born. They were watching all the stuff in the prophecy, and here they are. They're not even Israelites, you know. These dudes, have, yeah. yeah. So, Kevin, any closing comments? Nope. I think. Uh, well, okay. I guess my closing comment is, you know, you can see the words uh, on paper, and um, it, you know, you can kind of just kind of gloss over them. You know, you know like the like the gene genealogy is an example of that, but there is purpose and meaning behind everything that's written. And uh, it's just a matter of exploring and learning with the intent of trying to understand, well, what is that purpose? Why, why did someone take the time to write this down? And uh, uh, you know, that that's probably, I guess my last thought is, you know, you know, it's uh, when you see something, uh, there may be more than what first appears to be there. Yeah, and it and it's amazing. Like the the Bible itself. I mean, you know, there was a lot of editing that had to go into getting it down to this particular book of wisdom. Um, you know, you know any any book that's written. You know, there's always a lot of stuff on. You know, you you can't put everything in, but yet it's so miraculous how much wisdom and depth and history and um you know just in the bible i mean it's just it's just amazing it's absolutely mind-blowing so thank you all for participating in today's conversation for god focused podcast and um yeah i just love your hearts and your um wisdom and um just you know allowing god to minister to your hearts and share that knowledge and love with one another here and and then everyone else to all of our listeners so thank you lord for sending jesus through this really fun crazy story <laughs> to to earth to um to be our savior to eventually you know die on the cross for our sins um you know and you knew the whole story before even it all happened it's just it's just so awesome you know, and all the, just the wonderful workings that had to happen just in this one little chapter, a quick summary of, you know, just, you know, uh, an outline of what this whole book represents. So, um, 
just go and be blessed. Stay God focused. Keep God in your heart always. Always, you know, listen for God to speak to you and be ready to, you know, know and be able to discern His voice and to act quickly when that does happen. And um, all God's children said, Amen. 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 Thank you, baby Yeshua. So if something's being said during this podcast that's really pulling at your heart right now and tugging at you right now, just say this little prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. You died for me. And thank you for coming into my life. You are my Lord and Savior. And by saying that prayer, you're bringing him that much closer to you and just saying thank you for being there always with me, Lord. So I hope we've helped in some way. Jesus is always there for you. Just use that power. Thank you for listening to the God Focus Podcast. And if we've said something today that's helped, we do have two action steps you can do with our program. Number one is we have a prayer team. If you'd like us to pray for you, just email us at godfocusedpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com and we could put the prayer team on your situation. Secondly, if you have the financial means to help us, we are right now trying to improve the quality of the podcast with technology and editing. If there's any situations you can help with us, we have a custom program right now we're building for a custom membership and then we'll have membership packages down the road. Please email us at godfocusedpodcast at gmail.com and we can send you that information. Thank you for all your help and love through Jesus Christ and God bless you. Have a great week.